Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories, episode number 153, the first Songs and Stories of, get ready for this, 2016. I'm used to saying and writing. It's a brand new year, so happy new year and happy belated holidays. I hope things went well for you wherever you sit, stream, download, and get this show. Thank you, and hope things are going well for you. Uh, we're going to do a... Uh, uh, kind of a revisit it. it was somebody that I, I actually got to split a bill with a couple of months ago to kick off this first podcast of 2016. It's a songwriter that I've been very fond of for a long time, a fan, and and got to meet her and split a bill with her at Don Quixote's. Amy Rigby is the guest on the first episode of Songs and Stories for 2016. I'm very excited about that, as you should be. And as we're going into 2016, I think this is the eighth year I've been doing this show, which has been really fun. I've met a ton of nice people and learned a lot and no slowing down. But I wanted to add a couple of new things. If you'd like to give me feedback, I, I run into people and I get email comments, but if you'd like to call me and let me know what you think about songs and stories, you can call me and leave a message at 831 288 2226. It's 831-288-2226. And I can play your comments on the air if you'd like as well. This is the virtual interweb air, but uh, I'll play it here. As we start off 2016, I've got a couple of shows coming up and a few things we're hosting out in Corlitas. And if you're a regular listener, you know that we, my wife and I host this series out in Corlitas, California, about every month. And uh, I guess the big news this year for us is we're going to do three more shows and then kind of take a break and go on hiatus. We've been doing hosting people out there for, it's been about six years and about 35 or so shows, and it's a lot of fun. We love it when the shows are working, but it's hard to juggle everything you want to do. In fact, I want to record again, and I got my own shows, and there's things we need to do, so we're going to take a little break from hosting for a while. The podcast will continue, and um, but coming up um, in the Corlitas series on January 15th, Chuck Brodsky is returning, and I'll be opening for him. On February 23rd, excuse me, on February 13th, a local favorite, Scott Cooper, a jam bandy, very great guitar player and songwriter, is going to be, that's February 13th. And then we don't have a date yet, but um, Gurf Morlix is returning in April, and we're kind of actually extending our deadline out to April because I love Gurf Morlix, and he'll be out here probably on a Sunday early-ish part of April. So look at my calendar page at michaelgaither.com. Click on shows and everything's listed there. Those will be our last three shows in Corlitas for, for a bit, for a while. We'll see. Um, meanwhile, I'm playing. I'm going to do, again, I'm opening for Brodsky in a, a couple of weeks. I'm going to play at Rudon Smith Winery in Watsonville on the 16th with my pal John Bagley. And um, also locally, I, I used to run an open mic at the Wooden Nickel here in town in Freedom, California, and turned it over to my friend Depender Bakshi a few years ago, who's taken the reins and kept it going and keeps the torch burning and all that kind of metaphorical cliche stuff. Um, he's going to be actually busy the next couple of months on the first Thursday, so I'll be covering the Wooden Nickel open mic on January 7th. 
and the 4th. So a lot of stuff going on, cool stuff. And then I've got some more like formal gigs later in the year, but check out my show's page. If you'd like to find out more about the shows we're hosting or I'm playing and uh, have a look-see, they're all at michaelgaither.com. Anyway, let's get back to the podcast and the interview. Amy Rigby is a New York-based songwriter. She's spent several years in France um, a few years back with her husband, Eric, and they perform as Amy and Reckless Eric. She's also done several... Uh, just amazing solo records on her own and hasn't recorded on her own for a while. She came out here probably a couple of months ago, played up at Don Quixote's and she's just, she writes funny, witty, heartfelt, you know, songs that make you laugh and cry and then laugh again, that kind of genre. And I just love that stuff. And she's just a, a great, um, a great entertainer, very funny, very charming. And I got to actually split a bill with her, which I was very, very excited about. Had a nice turnout. It was a very great show. And I told her, I said, I do this podcast, and afterwards it'd be nice to just chat a little bit. So what you're going to hear after a couple of songs from Amy is really uh, a kind of after the show, after we were both kind of relaxed and kind of spent a very informal chat, um, we just basically sat outside and shot the breeze for 15 minutes, and it was a nice chance to visit, and I thought it'd be a nice chance to really just talk to her a little bit about what she has planned and get that on a, I almost said on tape, because I'm old, <laughs> get that on my, recorded on my digital card, my little recorder thing, and uh, share it with you all. So here it is. Here's a little bit of Amy Rigby. This is a, well, here are a couple of songs first, uh, a song that I love, and you will too, called Dancing with Joey Ramone, because the Ramones are my favorite band, and it's a great song. And then we'll hear Cynically Yours, which is actually the song she flew out to play at a wedding in Central California. She's actually done that a few times, and she talks about that in the interview. So here's Amy Rigby with Dancing with Joey Ramone and Cynically Yours, and then we'll talk in the parking lot outside Don Quixote's Music Hall in Felton, California. Oh, and while you're listening to this, if you'd like to browse our websites, Amy Rigby is at A-M-Y-R-I-G-B-Y.com, and mine is at M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E. ER.com. Here we go. He walked into the party looking just like he had in the past. He came up to me and he didn't even have to ask. I tried to say something. He said, girl, shut your mouth.
people say this there's something special about an audience around here the people I don't know I just always feel like there's a good like outlaw mentality to people well you know for me it's just like you know I play a lot of different places and I play you know wineries which are nice but actually play to a listening crowd because my stuff is real lyric heavy they're listening but they're not precious and they're never easily offended and yeah I, like <laughs> I know and i thought it was a, i was really fun when, when when john said you want to split a bill with amy rigby first of all i'm a big fan so yeah and i go how long i figure it was like an opening so he goes you play an hour i'm like oh i can do that right <laughs> so, that's great no it was a lot of fun um we were talking about 
out this year. So we were talking about East Coast versus West Coast and East Coast and the and the storms and the weather. I had a friend that moved here from Chicago 20 years ago, and he said, I moved to California from Chicago because I realized that seasons were optional. Uh-huh. Uh, here we have, we have fog and a couple of weeks of sun and maybe rain someday, but and, nothing like what you're dealing with. Yeah, but... Um well, you've got some, like, pretty catastrophic weather sometimes, yeah. too. Yeah, north, north we have the fires, and south we have the fires. Here it's yeah. pretty mellow. it's nice here. Yeah. So you, so you lived in France for a while. Yeah, for, for five years. Yeah, and you were ready to come back home? I was re- yeah, yeah, it was a good experience to have. Mm-hmm. I went thinking maybe I'd just stay there forever. Yeah. Um, but it really, well, for one, you know, like, my lyrics are so important in my songs. Right. right. Um, so that was a real, like, it made me really value an audience that could get everything, which, of course, like, in the UK, that's a given, like, people are very sharp. Yeah. And they'll get things before you even think of them yourself. Right, you know? right, right. But, um, but in France, there's such a language barrier. I was going to say, in Europe, I mean, with your, because your stuff is very... And the, the Dutch and the Germans, you know, like a lot of people in, in certain parts of Europe all speak like excellent English. Mm-hmm. And they will, they watch TV in English. So okay. they so will they're... get subtlety, they will get jokes. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's even in terms of having material, like that feeling of alienation of being an outsider in... Mm-hmm. Um, a foreign country it didn't lend itself to me to writing I was going to ask did you, did you write much when you were in France I wrote more prose I started like working on a book and just like write I started a blog I started blogging oh, okay. like a lot writing about you know that typical expat blog right, right, blog right. about living in a living different abroad you know, in a different culture processing the yeah. and, and it just really I, I just started really loving reading and writing mm-hmm. um and I've always loved to read, but but it, I spend a lot more of my energy on that than on right. writing songs. Right. And also, like, my my husband and I did a lot of playing together. We did a lot of, um, we did one album of covers, which was great. Cause Where the, um, the Fernando song came from. That was on the cover yeah. album, which I had done that song for years. Yeah. And, um, and always loved playing covers, but it never recorded any. And, yeah, it's a and, cool um, record. Yeah, Yeah. so doing, doing all that... Um, it was a nice, I think when we went there, we said, oh, let's just like be like a covers duo and play in bars for the rest of our lives right. and not really like go out and try to do this anymore. Yeah. But then I think we both realized like we weren't done. Yeah. And I think if you're, because you're both songwriters, so I think Yeah. covers are fun. There's something you, I think if you're, I don't know, I think if you're a songwriter, covers are something you kind of have to do. <laughs> you know, there's, there's always like a handful of, you know, artists or songs that we all love and we want to cover because we, we like them but yeah. I think if you feel kind of obligated to go out and do that but you also spend a lot of time on your own material yeah and you I don't know I, I guess maybe it felt like I didn't know what it was but I felt like there was still something I wanted to say mm-hmm. and and that I maybe would figure out more what that was if I was back in a like an environment that felt more, you know, just like the the experience that people had were more parallel, similar yeah. to my yeah. own experiences. It it really 
hits you when you're living in another place. I'll like, bet. I'll never really know what it's like to be French or, you know, and they'll never know what it's like to be, yeah. um, to be me. And the other thing I really love about America is, is that feeling of, um, that you can reinvent yourself over and over again. It doesn't matter how old you are. Uh-huh where you live you know like americans just and it's almost like this blind faith that does not exist anywhere else and people just have this blind like it's an innocent quality that americans have and i really value it now so in some way you you could say it's delusional well (laughs) we have the freedom to we have the freedom to be delusional um do you does it does that just is it just not part of european culture or why do you think it works here and not over there yeah, just um, people, like in France, people expect they retire, they retire quite early there. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, the larger part of the population, like people just expect that they'll be gardening and they'll have families uh, and grandchildren and they'll be... They kind of have their future path sort of set. I think so. I'm more than... Here, where people will just come up with wacky ideas, like yeah. oh, and and also one is a very practical thing is like starting a business is so much harder in the maybe in the European Union in general. There's just so many sort of because like you know of mm. the social charges for retirement and healthcare mm-hmm. that we you know like we don't have those things so much here, right. but there's a price to pay for those, and that makes it harder and more restrictive to start a small business. So it is a lot easier here to go. I have a kooky idea, like you know, yeah. I want to make like clothes for pets and like yeah, have a shop, like, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and just do that. It's like when I was I was singing about the, the zombie song about Boise, and we were walking around Boise that afternoon, and there was a there was a, a cupcake store, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, if like, you know, downtown's doing well, if somebody could actually make a living with the cupcakes, or someone said, I want to sell cupcakes, which. You know, other places, people go, what are you doing? All right, there's your store. And you can do that. Right, right. You, can, you that. can have a van. Or I saw yeah. a cupcake cutie in a parking right, lot. Of, right, I was like, look, look at that funny pink let van. Me buy the dom- let me buy the domain. <laughs> Start my business. <laughs> it's, yeah. And you so can try it. that seems more more possible. And I, I really do. I love that. I feel it gives you this feeling of hope. It might not be based in any reality. Right, but, right. But it, it, it makes it appealing. So, so it's, that's, you know, it's good to, I mean, coming back, like I hadn't worked a service job really since I was a teenager and I just found myself working in this, you know, bookstore Mm -hmm. and you said bookstore bar, bookstore bar and tending bar and and selling books and, and just like working with people in their twenties and I just really liked it, you know, it was kind of like, oh, I always worked off, like, when I needed to make money. Right. I worked office jobs and... Temp jobs. Temp so jobs. And do it, your and it gigs was a, at night. And it yeah. was a different kind of... I was great back in the 90s because there was no sort of internet surveillance of, like, what you're spending your time on in right. a job. And so I felt like I had time to, like... I typed lyrics and I wrote and I and I photocopied. I yeah. mailed stuff like out of a corporate, you know, like right. I did so much of my music business work on these office jobs and it was great, but it was... Well, you had time to get the things you had to get done, but you yeah. had time to work on your own stuff. And there was no internet to really waste time on the job with. Right. So I always kind of like made a point of like, I'm going to 
what I when I have free time, I'm not going to like sit there with a the paperback on on right. my desk. Now it's like there's Facebook. There's your time I know, suck. No, it's true. It's true. <laughs> and I'm not guilty of that. Not at all. No, no, no. nobody no. is. Nobody, nobody is. is. So you were working on you did a couple of new songs today. So you're I you're did. planning I, a solo because you did three records with your husband Eric. Eric and he has a new solo record coming out next uh -huh. month. Yeah. In November. And um, which he's been working on in the studio we mm -hmm. have in our house, and uh, so then I, I started recording some songs and realized oh oh I have more songs than I thought uh -huh. I did, and then like, and then other ones have occurred to me. I've written other ones, and yeah, they start to kind of, it seems like wow I actually have an album's worth. Of songs. It's exciting, isn't it? It's like oh it I is. have stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't sure if I would or you know I think I don't know if other people go through that room this yeah, may be the I, last one I might I not did that anything. with the Starlight record I was like it was kind of a concept record and you know it was sort of small town and it was sort of like the record I spent you know m not money on but it was the big production and then I thought well maybe I'm good and then what, I, after that was done you yeah thought, like I may have said everything yeah and I, then all of a sudden I started getting a bunch of I, I've written a bunch of songs this year and I'm like oh Okay, maybe I'm not. It's nice. It's nice. Maybe that's I'm not good. done. You get a project idea. You think I of a like theme. And I guess that's it. I'm, I, I think that's great when people. Yeah, I, I see that. Like maybe it's a as people get older thing, or maybe not. Like you come up with a project idea. Like I think I'll write a bunch of songs about like where I grew up or mm -hmm. that type of thing. I right. Mean, um, or or approach it from the mind of a different character. It's mm -hmm. not. It's not you that you're sort of yeah. singing. Well, like about. in my case, the last one was kind of where I grew up. The, the new one is sort of, I have a song that makes fun of corporate speak. I have songs that make fun of technology and the zombie uh -huh. song about leaving the Bay Area. So, yeah, I'm not, these all kind of go together. Right, this right, is, sort of modern life. Yeah, uh, that's it, that's it. <laughs> so is there a theme to what you think you're pulling together? Or is it, um, is it, has it, it got does, to that point yet? It does yet? feel, some of it feels like, uh, um, looking back i guess uh -huh. that's part of like getting older writing songs you can't help but look back a bit um and i think um yeah i don't know not really so interested in writing about romance mm -hmm. love it's more of a it feels like larger than sort of like a you know, relationship and love type and you, of you kind of covered I think relationships really really well I did that a lot and I guess I mean yeah. cynically yours just you played that at a wedding yesterday yes. <laughs> and it just nails it it's just it's perfect I, that's like the third wedding this really? summer that, well wow. it's not summer anymore but yeah, yeah the third time this past couple months that yeah so that's good. I mean, it's a good, <laughs> it's a good gig to have. Yeah. Um, my husband has whole wide world, and I have cynically yours, yeah. and like that's like we're covered for weddings. Well, some of us have like we have. Here's my wedding song. Here's my funeral song. I can <laughs> get gigs. That's right. <laughs> that's the reality of it. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I guess uh, um, more yeah. Sort of. I feel like it's I, I almost like that song the old guys that i played it's like i want to pay tribute in a way mm -hmm. i have another song about a just a the first my first boyfriend in new york when i went there in 1976 who just kind of like opened up this whole world of music mm -hmm. for me and 
and so I have a song about that and um, so yeah I guess it'll it'll all sort of it'll fit together in some way when it's supposed to when it's supposed to happen when the right <laughs> songs come along yeah I'm looking forward to it nice I was gonna ask um, influences because you've got a really distinct I mean I don't want to say clever because I don't want to discount it they're funny but there's they're insightful I mean people that I was sitting were laughing and going yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so nice yeah I funny guess, but insightful and 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 real thought provoking I really love I think um, John used the phrase philosophical this morning on that K-Pig. was nice yeah I was like God, but just really funny too you know um, it's a good I feel balance like I'm not smart enough to be a philosopher <laughs> I don't know um but like I love like Roger Miller I just remember hearing certain songs growing up and and like king of the road was yeah one. And just yeah. like these little details that just seem so this whole world is there and it's not like a glamorous overblown like sort of um uh what's the word for <laughs> when it's like imaginary or or um idealized world okay. yeah. it's it's a real life kind yeah. of thing and and i i that really that type of all those details like even in a Burt Backrack Hal David song like uh, um, say a little prayer like mm-hmm. the moment I wake up before I put on my makeup well um, what does she say like um, while combing my hair now and wondering what dress to wear now and nice, I say straight, a little prayer straight rhymes, for you and I, just, and I just think yeah the detail like oh you're allowed to talk about like being so intimate like being behind yeah. the scenes of yeah. life and I, I really liked that I, I that those I love like the dreams of an everyday housewife I, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just felt like mundane was was like this wonderful thing because of the detail even like a song like king of the road it's what maybe three verses maybe and there's so much story and detail and texture and just yeah probably 16 lines maybe (laughs) like even that you could say the word motel in a song yeah like seems so uh, shocking like it just seemed like well that's not fancy yeah that's just real so I guess and then because I, I didn't really learn about country music till after the whole punk era and we had this conversation we met at a show you did oh, right, years right. ago. You reminded me of and it was in the parking lot. Yeah, because you did you did something you did mention something about CBGBs and then we started talking about the Ramones. You, I have a copy of Middle Lessons you signed. Uh-huh. And so I hadn't about, even written Dancing with Joey. No, no, well, and right? I hadn't written Where the Time Go, <laughs> but it was like that was my. Even though I was West Coast, I mean, The Clash and the Ramones and all that stuff. And then somehow I discovered country when I started writing songs. And I, I think you actually played punk and then went into country. Right, right. So. Yeah, there was, I didn't really hear it growing up, but yeah. it was after there just didn't seem any interesting music in the early 80s. Yeah, and there was something about, you, you'll like this, I read an interview with the late Tommy Ramone. Uh-huh. And he was, when he was playing his, in his bluegrass duo. Right, right. Uncle Monk, was it? And he said, somebody asked him, why are you playing bluegrass? He goes, it's kind of like punk. We all went in and just made up our own music. And it was real. It was kind of do-it-yourself. He goes, to me, this bluegrass do is kind of the same thing. Uh It was just kind of rootsy. Right, right, right. So maybe, maybe maybe that's the thread that runs through it. I don't know. 
The only thing, though, I always think of bluegrass as just being so much about prowess and, and technical yeah. dazzle. And I think, you know, that's kind of the opposite of punk. Right. Like, right. just get your thing, whatever it is, and yeah. just, like, you know... I play a very simple banjo. <laughs> I thought that was great, though. It was, it was fun. It felt, it felt like a banjo, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it nice. didn't need to be... Yeah, I know you were saying plenty with your songs. I didn't need to hear, like, some some kind of crazy solo on, Good, on the Good, but I'm covered. <laughs> yeah, you're covered. That's <laughs> I know someone goes, you played slide. I go, honestly, I played two notes with the slide, but they, they you know... Really, it gets the idea across. I mean, I know that he's like, there's no one like him, but like I've seen Chris Christopherson a couple times, and like it's just him and a guitar doing like the most basic playing yeah. and singing, but like the songs. It's are, the voice and the, and the lyrics. And the, and... and the personality, and, and just like his. his so it, it, it kind of makes me. It's something to aspire to, I guess. And then, you know, part of it is some of those songs are so iconic, and mm-hmm. they, they they don't need much. They don't. Need they don't need much. a full band behind them. And and you know, so it's that it, it's we're never going to be him. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, but 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 I it it can be so effective. So yeah, I like what you do with you because I think when you bring in, especially like on the Joey Ramone song, I mean pulling in a little distortion and there's another effect you were using and it's just enough to give the guitar some texture i'm, I'm working on that I am yeah it works really well i really really like it oh thanks yeah because i was going that's clever it works it works it's nice to have something like rather than changing i thought of i've been playing 12 string electric guitar mm-hmm. a lot lately and, yeah but and i thought of bringing that in just bringing bar in a little amp from somebody but but it just, yeah, I don't know. I Traveling thought is it would hard, tr- though, too. Yeah, I thought I would try to just to, to just keep it stripped down. No, for, it works. Everybody, it was a great if show. It could, if it could work. Yeah. We, have to get you out, we have to get you out here more often is the thing. Yeah, it really wasn't even expensive to come out here. Oh, good. If you buy it, like, far enough in advance on yeah. Southwest... And yeah. they're so nice to not not to like make a ad for Southwest. No, it's good you to don't know. have to pay to check your bags and like That's unlike nice. all the other airlines. And yeah, you can get a good deal. And um, it just yeah, I that you know it feels far away from New York, but it's not not really that bad. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I feel like I was just kind of coming out to break the ice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's, been a why, while. I didn't, that's yeah. why I didn't like obsess about getting a San Francisco show. Right. I was like, I don't want to play just any crappy show in San right. Francisco. Right, right, right. Um, so I'm, you know. But I you thought, threw something out on Facebook and somebody responded. Yeah, it someone responded, like. and I was like, oh, that's perfect. I want to kind of see other people doing their thing. And, yeah. And then just kind of, I don't know, just put it out there that I'll be wanting to come back. And, mm-hmm. you know. Good. So it's kind of like, even though I had never stopped, you know, I think like Sleepy John today was was sort of like, how do you get started again? And I I mean, like in the last 10 years, I've probably toured more than I ever did. But Was it more overseas? It was a lot overseas. And then it was like a couple total sweeps of the U.S., but it didn't ever include a Santa Cruz Uh, stop. But yeah, I've definitely been to San Francisco a bunch uh of times, up to Seattle. And, but, um... But yeah, it's but being based here is it's definitely easier now yeah. to get to get around. Yeah. So 
Yeah, here it's kind of interesting for me because if you're, a lot of people only book touring artists like, but I live here. Well, you're not a touring artist. Right, that's, yeah. That's, it's, it's a weird thing. That's, yeah. yeah, I can understand. They think it'll be played out or something. Right, and, and like I told when John booked me for your show, I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm turning down other October. Th- I mean, not that I play all but the you time. Kind of put your I did. I did. Thing. I just said I'm, I'm putting everything off well, until. That was great. I felt, felt like you got a good. It was nice, good and I'm really, you know, I had a lot of people show up, and I'm, oh, I'm just, I'm always grateful that I mentioned this during the show. But, you know, you write songs, you write them at home, and you, you kind of write them for yourself, but you write them knowing people are going to listen. So you. You hope people like them, and then they right, come out right. to see you, and it goes over well, and it's it feels it's it kind of amazing. Good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's fun seeing people you haven't seen in a while, and people's songs you appreciate. So, cool. Yeah. So we'll see you next time you come out. Yeah. Thanks, Michael. All right. See ya. Appreciate what you do. Thanks. Thank you. So once again, Amy Rigby. And the birds and some traffic outside of Don Quixote Music Hall in Felton, California. Amy, if you're listening, thank you again for taking the time after that long, fun afternoon. I know you were driving and playing a lot that weekend, so we, we really appreciate the time. Um, again, you can find her at amyrigby.com, A-M-Y-R-I-G-B-Y.com. And check out her music. She's a great songwriter, and she has some new material. She's talking about a new solo record, as you heard in the interview, and... Uh, she played a few songs that day at Don Quixote, so I'm looking forward to it, as you should be as well. Um, and a quick recap, or recap, according to the preview, uh, next Friday on January 15th, Chuck Brodsky returns to Corlitas. I'll be opening for him. Um, that's on at the 7.30 show on Corlitas on the 15th. And I'll be at Rudon Smith, Wine- Smith Winery, R-O-U-D-O-N Smith Winery, with my friend John Begley on the 16th of January and all of that stuff is on my show's page at michaelgaither.com just click on shows and I think um, coming up on songs and stories you gotta, I'll give you a little taste of what's coming up uh, I've mentioned this before Ron Wilson R-H-A-N Wilson a, a local musician great guy great smart musician um, has a book on how to play the ukulele and it's really a series of essays on how to get started playing out and um, I told him I saw him at a party over the holidays. I said, God, I wish I would have had this book like 15 years ago, but it's still a good read. And if you're getting started or just want some validation of what you're doing and why it's the right thing to do, um, we'll be talking to Ron about his book in the next episode of Songs and Stories. Scott Cooper, who's playing in February in Colitas, will be up here too talking on a podcast very soon and some other things on the works so uh, you can subscribe to me on itunes you might have heard this on kc cafe radio or grateful dread radio nashville thank you for tuning in or whether you found this on my site or twitter or somewhere out in the interwebs um thanks for your time thanks for downloading streaming listening we'll talk to you next time and really quick if you want to leave me some feedback 831-288-2226 831-288-2226 Thanks again for listening. Take care.